The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. Hello. Hey. And welcome to Twick. I'm Cody. I'll be one of your co-hosts today. And I'm Lenora. I'll be your other co-host for today. Hooray for us. Yay. So TWIC stands for This Week in Child Free. And we talk about any recent articles, um, happenings that are going on in the child-free community, people talking about the child-free community. And if you'd like to submit something that you see for a future episode, send us an email at childfreemedia at, at, childfreemedia at gmail.com. You know what it is. Um, put <laughs> Quick, T, put T-W-I-C in the subject line so it kind of stands out a little bit. But uh, yeah, if you see anything really cool you want to cover, send it to us. We're happy to. And before we start, quick shout out to StreamYard for providing this streaming platform for us to play with and have all these cool toys and do all the fun things that we do with streaming. So with that said, this is live right now uh, on the day that this is live. It, it, it will be archived in the future. So if you happen to be listening to it in your flying car in the future, that's cool. We do highly encourage audience involvement in the live show. So if you're watching this live, type out a question to us, uh, leave a comment, join us in the discussion of the article. And if it's in the future, comments still available in a lot of places, YouTube, whatever it might be. If you're watching this on the video, leave a comment, question, whatever, and we'll try to get back to you there as well. And you can so, also email us at childroommedia at gmail.com. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, let me pull up what and while I've we're waiting found. for our latest articles, shout out to our director, Rebecca, behind the scenes. Who's making this all happen? Yay, Rebecca. <laughs> all right. So um, last week, there was a lot of, from a U.S. standpoint, North American standpoint, there was a lot of international news. I, I wanted to pull some of that back into this week because we didn't get to it last week. So this is a slightly older, but hey, it's good enough for Twick. Uh, so Japan, this is the headline, and this is off of uh, dailyo.in. So Japan is facing a baby crisis with most people opting to have no kids. Most hey. people? That's a really it's a, bold yeah. claim. Most people. <laughs> most people? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see what we've got. And I don't really read these articles in advance. They're kind of in a feed that I get. So um and he doesn't tell me of, anything, so I've yeah, got no clue what we're talking Lenora's about. Lenora's even more blind than I, she doesn't know what the next one is. <laughs> so uh, it, this is kind of what makes it fun. We're just doing kind of live reactions to all this stuff. So um, let's see. Wait, uh, is it, can you yeah. can you read, before we get to the article, can you read that caption? That caption is hilarious. I mean, hilarious is maybe the wrong word, but the one, the one I just read? No, the, the, the caption to the picture. Oh, oh there's a picture. Okay, there's Look. a there's a photo. For the people on podcast, you have no idea what we're looking at. <laughs> Video, you can see everything that we're seeing. Um, okay. I actually do a shared screen so you can see the article. So it's got a picture of two little kids playing with, I'm guessing, some kind of a, a iPad tablet? or something. Yeah, yeah. tablet. Um, and in the caption, it says, Japan recorded lowest child rate in 2022, recording fewer than 800,000 births since 1989. Okay, fewer than 800,000 births. This is why I say it's hilarious. And again, hilarious is it's not like ha ha funny, but at the same time, 
are we overreacting? Or, uh, not we, but is this article overreacting? Anyway, let's continue. I just, I, right. I'm looking at that going, okay. So uh, it just kind of starts off. This is um, written by a gentleman named Mohammed Bilal, Bilal, B-I-L-A-L. So Mohammed, if I said your name wrong, I apologize. Um, So he said, and that's that's what the dot I-N is, India. Uh, So in India, the adage, oh, I'm not saying that. Um, But it means only having two kids in good. Okay, yes. Is good. Maybe I think only having two kids is good. I'm thinking it's a table. In good, like in good. In good. uh, Who knows? Um, So uh, is being used to tell the people that less children means a brighter future for the family. Okay. All right. As child for people, we can kind of get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Smaller families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Smaller families. uh, Healthy, you know. Uh, But the other part of the world, in other parts of the world, like Japan and now even China, the situation is exactly opposite. Okay. Uh, here, the governments are requesting people to marry and reproduce children, but the population is just not interested. Scroll past advertisements. Uh, heading, what is the issue? So it says a population decline because of low childbirth has been badly affecting Japan for quite some time now. Japan is facing the same issue which China faced a few years back, a rapidly declining population as child's one-child policy uh, severely affected its population. It rolled back the law. Now Japan is facing the same problem. I mean, yeah, okay. Uh, I guess the declining birth rates, but yeah, different reasons. Uh, Japan has one of the lowest birth rates in the world. Uh, the Ministry of Health said it recorded fewer than 800,000 births in 2022. As per the data, Japan's population can can dip from 125 million at present to 88 million in 2065. So if you're in 2065, is that right? We'll Let us know out. how that's going. Yeah, yes. yeah. Try the email. We'll see if we're still there. Um, <laughs> the, the current birth rate in Japan is 1.34, the average number of children a woman has in her lifetime, um, below the necessary 2.07. 2.07. Now, the necessary 2.07 to, to replenish the population, not yes. because having children is necessary. I wish they would complete that sentence. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the prime minister, uh, ooh, uh, Fumio Kishida, yeah, Kishida, I think I said that right. Uh, pardon me if that's also wrong and correct me, feel free to. So it says through this issue, uh, though this issue was in public domain for quite some time, it got a major push last month when the prime minister at a policy address to lawmakers said that Japan must take urgent steps to address the country's declining birth rate and that it was, quote, now or never for the world's oldest society. Here's a picture of him. Uh, it is now or never when it comes to policies regarding births and child rearing is an issue that simply cannot wait any longer. And if you go back to the twick of last week, we covered the laying back, um, I don't want to say phenomena, but it's the, 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 the belief that some people are taking in China that they're going to do the kind of the bare minimum to get mm-hmm. by. Um, yeah. And that includes possibly not having kids because that would make laying flat harder to do. So if you yes. missed that, go back to last week's Twick. Um, let's see. It says, uh, it is an issue that cannot wait any longer. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what the government's going to try to do for this. So he said that mm-hmm. his government will set up new government agency in April of 2023. 
which is next month for us that are live <laughs> to tackle Two this weeks. issue. Yeah. And he would also submit a plan to double the budget on child related policies in June. Japan has also recorded the record low number of births in 2021. Um, I'm, okay, this is, I, I kind of want to know what, Look, we were all still in a pandemic in 2021. Yeah, that's true. So why is the birth rate going down? Uh, in simple words, the reason birth the birth rate in Japan is going down is because young people are not willing to marry and reproduce. Jeez. I don't know if it's the, the term willing as it is. Interested. Uh, interested. Uh, opportunities. Does society oh, okay, provide an point. opportunity to have a flourishing family with children? I mean, well, and also or, keep in mind, but they're still pushing the heterosexual narrative here. That is true. Great point. I have so many things I want to say, but I'll let you finish the article. No, no, no. Dive in. I'm not going I mean, anywhere. Like it's okay. First of all, yes, they're still they're 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 completely pushing the heterosexual narrative. The reason why is people realize they have a choice in so many things. They also have a choice not to hide their sexuality anymore. Now, and that's not always like India, places where it's not, it's really not accepted publicly. You know, I mean, people are closeted all over the globe, so it's not 100% um, supported. But we are moving towards a time where people no longer have to live closeted lives and lead that lifestyle, which I believe has led to many of the problems of having to hide your true self. And I'm not saying like the entire world is not heterosexual. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that times have really changed and they're still bringing this, you know, quote unquote, normal way of doing things well when everyone has been forced to, like forced to live a certain lifestyle including getting married and having kids whether they actually truly wanted to or not this is what happens when people start to wake up and realize you have a choice and a lot of people still go down the paths that that they want to and that means getting married having kids we all know you don't have to be married to have kids all that good stuff but people are realizing that there's other options but nobody wants to say that in articles and no one wants to say that in government. And no one wants to really acknowledge this. Yeah. Except for well, us. So. <laughs> well, and, and I'm going to go ahead and guess that they're not going to try to introduce um, better immigration policies because mm -hmm. some people would say, well, that's a, that's a fast way to help your society is to allow easier immigration policies because, you know, the, the immigrants who move there may want to have, you know, quote unquote traditional families whatever it might be and raise the birth rate but um it's not their culture I'm, i can hear it's not our culture that's and, yeah and, I mean, we get to in, in in america in the usa in america yeah. we get the, the it's the same thing it's like you know mm -hmm. it's like well it's, it's america it's like well but we're built on immigrants but anyway that's a whole nother topic yes um so uh they've diving back into the article uh they've also they also have a genuine reason as japan is the world's third most expensive country to raise a child again it goes back to, to where they use the term willing they they might be willing to but they might not be able to right so i mean again mm -hmm. it's it, as i've kind of mentioned before like you know hey government entities and corporations of the world if you're worried about the declining birth rates everywhere it, i you know, when you think about the future, it's not always bright and shiny and some people might not want to even do that. So because it's pushing like just we don't care about the quality of life you have. Just reproduce. Have more. This kind of goes more. through. It's also sorry. I missed what you said. Can you repeat yourself? No, no. I just said ha have more, be more, buy more. Everything right. is more, right. more, more. Yeah. I don't know if there's more to this article, but they also don't 
address fertility because that is something that's missing from this article as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are we focus on like the choice aspect of things, but there's the reality of, of yeah. women's fertility and everywhere that is declining, you know, um, yeah. and that's a whole other billion bazillion dollar industry. But anyway. Yeah. And the, the next sentence here, it kind of talks about another a thing that kind of is the wall possibly to the willingness. And that is that moreover, Japanese women earn 21.1% less than their male counterparts in 2021, nearly double the average gap in developed economies. Now, hmm. some people might argue statistics and, and it, you can make statistics say whatever you want. So they might be factoring in like, I don't know if this is like, if you're saying uh, a quote unquote woman teacher versus a man teacher, or if it's, it's just kind of across the board as a 21.1% counterpart. So um, like some people like to say, it's like, well, like, you know, men do more dangerous jobs in a lot of countries and they get paid and compensated more for doing that. That's why there's a wage gap, blah, blah, blah. That's another topic altogether right. as well. But uh, so, but whatever the statistics here. So again, that kind of goes in the face of this quote unquote willingness to marry and reproduce that it mentions before. It's like, again, if your Japanese women can't earn enough to provide for the household or being, or if it can't be a, 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 a one income household with kids, then, mm-hmm. you know, again, there's your problem people. Um, okay. So here's another particular problem, the connection between marriage and child reproduction. Uh, an academic in 2013 wrote in a paper, uh, I'd say the name, but I'll probably not do well with it. Um, when a single woman in Japan becomes pregnant, she only has two choices, having an abortion or enter unwillingly into a marriage choosing to have an illegitimate child is rarely seen as an option so why can't we talk about this and by we i don't mean us but i mean yeah you know people want to throw policy and government and stuff as a band-aid but again let's talk about why people aren't and and not to talk about why people aren't willing to do this the status quo in, a, in an attempt to change their minds or to cor- like course correct, it's just let's mm-hmm. actually have the conversation as to why. Think about it. It's just okay. They probably cover that in the next. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, so it says women in Japan are marrying late. I mean, women. What about men in Japan? Women. In and, Japan and what are, is late after thirty? You know, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> okay. Women in Japan are marrying late, and due to this, the childbirths are severely affected by it. According to the Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare, the average age of mothers giving birth to their first child rose to 30.9 in 2021, the highest since the records uh, are being kept from 1930. So, but again, that goes back to the, the last sentence, I think, about women making less money. So if you don't feel prepared to be able to you know, raise a child in, in the home. And I, I, yeah, I mean, again, and your options are to marry somebody you really don't want to get married to. Um, it's like, it's like, right. they're not, they're not seeing the forest for the trees. It's like <laughs> the problem yes. is right there. Exactly. Uh, so, um, okay. So does it I affect Japan? Does it, does it affect Japan's economy as a heading? Uh, it says Japan's economy has only gone down in the last few years. Since 1990, the country's GDP has slowed from 4.9% to 0.3% uh, in 2019, according to the World Bank. Um, the average annual household has also declined from 6.59 million yen, which is $50,000 approximately in 
today's conversion in 1995 to 5.64 million yen, which is 43,300 USD uh, in 2020, according to more data from them. So, um, so people which are a million dollars in Canadian money. So again, so, I mean, you know, they're saying, well, why aren't people having more kids? Well, let's see the society looks down on single moms. They're not making as much money as the men. Mm -hmm. um, they're having to, to, maybe possibly work later and put off having a family until later in life, that might be affecting the fertility rates. It's like, well, and people want a different quality of life when you realize you have different options. And that's so, the thing. Like, yeah, like offering, offering like, uh, you know, potential government benefits to having a child. It can only do so much good when you have all these other social issues in the way. Mm -hmm. So, yes. and it's, yeah, it's not just Japan. This is in a lot of the countries in the world. Um, Let's see. Let me just scroll. Oh, that's the end. And I'm going to throw it in one more time. They're still pushing the heterosexual narrative. That is true. That is true. All right. So let's go to the next article that we didn't get to last week. Uh, this is from newsweek.com. Uh, coercive pro-birth policies have devastating impacts on people and the planet. <gasps> this is opinion piece by our friend Nandita. What's up, Nandita? Uh, Nandita Bajaj, she is the executive director of Population Balance, for those who don't know. And a fabulous person. We met at an event in Toronto. Well, we met before, but in person we saw each other. So Let me close this click up stuff. So, Lenore, do you want to take this one? Sure. So she writes, with fertility rates falling, life expectancy rising, and population skewing older worldwide, governments are getting anxious. Will there be enough younger workers to maintain economic growth? And who will take care of retirees? This anxiety has helped fuel a surge of pronatalism, which means narratives and policies that encourage and sometimes coerce people to have children and disparage and sometimes punish those who don't. I mean, again, immigration isn't an option for anyone, but whatever. <laughs> Reaction to Chelsea Handler's sketch comedy, A Day in the Life of a Childless Woman, is a case in point. In it, she joked about the benefits of her choice not to have children, triggering an outrage from conservatives. Imagine that. I'm going to say American conservatives. I don't know any conservatives in Canada that got mad at this, but anyway, uh, article goes on to say that should be recognized for what it is, a pronatalist backlash against people without children. Handler's sketch was silly, but the nerve it touched connects to a something serious. All right. Let's see. Pronatalism is ascendant worldwide from, Ch from China's three child policy to 120 countries, including the United States, restricting abortion and clamping down on family planning. Such policies may sorry, <laughs> such policies may serve economic, nationalist, religious, and xenoph xenophobic agendas. In fact, they ri their rise tracks with rising right wing populism in many countries. <laughs> We don't want to Sorry. read the whole article. It's a pretty long article. We'll just kind of scroll. Let me see. Is there a heading anywhere? Um, let's see. Oh, okay. let's just you see cover this that? one. This yeah. Is, yeah. Yet despite this evidence, policymakers, journalists, and academics tend to minimize, dismiss, or simply ignore population, global population growth's negative impacts. Instead, they focus on populations declining in specific countries, including Japan, South Korea, Russia, and Italy, even as global population grows by 80 million per year. Reluctance to discuss population growth's harms is understandable in light of the history of 
coercion, which includes forced sterilization and abortion campaigns. But the silence is harmful and shouldn't continue. Exploring the advantages of lower population growth and examples of constructive interventions to achieve it need to be part of the debate. Let's see. Uh, let's scroll a little bit. Um, it, it, that looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Even progressives who champion women's race, rights and social justice can can be unwittingly unhelpful on this front. The notion that you can have kids and fight climate change at the same time is meant to be empowering, but ignores how un unrestrained growth drives climate change and biodiversity collapse. Arguing that we, we must diffuse the demographic time bomb to achieve shared prosperity and support retirees may be motivated by justice, but it also plays into pronatalist narratives that treat women's bodies as vessels for a growth agenda. Ooh, I love that line. Hate it, the reality, but love how that's written. Such messages can be used to cover, sorry, su such messages can be used as cover to justify abortion bans and other policies that harm women. This, discor this discourse is ripe for reframing. Does population growth feed labor supply and fuel GDP growth and jobs for people? Or does it primarily enrich the wealthy while expanding our environmental footprint? Can't we call out leaders who are fixated on GDP growth at all costs and consider the benefits of alternative approaches? Declining populations can prosper and aging demographics can be a good deal for, ec for economies and for the planet. Let's kind of leave it at that because that kind of plays into what we just read about mm -hmm. the fear of Japan and the GDP going down. And um, yeah, so great article. Recommend you go check it out if you want to read the whole thing. And can we, we should plug her podcast. She she has yeah. a, po is a population balance. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna Google. She has a she has a fantastic one of the one of the top top rated podcasts uh that Nan Nanda co-hosts. Um I'm I want to I really want to plug it because it's really good. Sorry. <laughs> Keep up the good work. No, no problem. I'll go to the next article. Um, so this is from Slurp with two There we go. R's. Sorry. So oh, go is podcast, the over, overpopulation podcast. Please go listen to it, everybody. There you go. So uh, Slurp.com, S-L-U-R-R-P.com. Uh, this is, uh, this says, no kids allowed, not a viable option for Indian restaurants. So there, there was a few articles that were floating around the, the child-free sphere um, within the last few weeks about like uh, some restaurant that said that they were going to have a, a 18 and up policy because mm -hmm. uh, I mean, to us, obvious reasons, but you know, basically the, the, the children were running rampant in the restaurant and disrupting other guests. And um, so they just kind of put a stop to it. And of course they got backlash from, um, Parents or people that felt like that was uh, calling out children, but childhood people got behind it and said, cool, here's my reservation. Uh, so <laughs> it's respect. Didn't I say this last week? It's about respect. It's not about hating children. It's about creating a respectful society. Anyway. All right. So this says, while the West is arguing, arguing over the pros and cons of having a no kids allowed policy at uh, regular uh, at regular as well as fine dining restaurants, Indian restaurateurs are taking a more family-oriented yet modernized approach to it all. Slurp caught up with restaurateurs and young parents to understand if kid-free restaurants in India are viable or even 
necessary? All right, let's find out. So in early 20, uh, February 2023, the news trickled across the world that a New Jersey restaurant, here we go, had come up with a No Kids Allowed policy. Uh, Nettie's House of Spaghetti, located in uh, Tinton Falls, has banned children under the age of 10, which it'd be very interesting to see how many kids are 11 that come into that restaurant. <laughs> it's just me thinking here. Um, effective as of uh, March You'll be 11 in two 8th. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, their reason was simple. Kids below 10 are very difficult to manage. Uh, and their presence disturbs other patrons. Nettie's is not the first establishment to come up with such a rule. Back in 2018, Uma or Oma's uh, K-U-C-H-E in Rügen, Germany, uh, declined, decided to ban children below the age of 14 after 5 p.m. But how can you... You can't prove the age of kid. They don't have an ID on them. Um, anyway, Ooh, to prevent their to to prevent their oasis of peace from turning into an unmanageable situation, both establishments insisted in news reports that the policy was not targeted towards children, but rather their parents who cannot manage kids well, creating regular issues for restaurant staff and diners. Parents, on the other hand, could easily argue that as paying customers, it is their right to bring their kids along, and that children that young unintentionally make at least some noise and mess. It's inevitable. Uh, let's see. It says, but while the West is, I like how they say while the West is arguing, <laughs> while America is arguing, uh, while the West is arguing over the pros and cons of having no kids allowed policies at regular as well as fine dining restaurants. What about restaurants in India? There are restaurants with no kids allowed policies, whether it's throughout the day during specific times for kids of a certain age or all uh, a viable option for India. Let's just see what the let's see what the meat and potatoes of this article is. We'll get <laughs> nice. real food oriented here. Um, so let's see. The heading is a changing family oriented Indian scene. Um, the th first thing that needs to be understood is that India, as a culture, has always been a very family or has always been very family oriented when it comes to eating out. Visiting a restaurant with the family, even in the 1990s, was usually seen as a special occasion that every member looks forward to. I, I mean, in, in the United States, I think it was like the exact same thing. So I, I was going to say in Canada, same. Yeah. Yeah. Indy, you can't claim this for your own. Sorry. It's, <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. Um, you can never imagine a place like uh, Nerula's in Delhi, banning children at any hour with more theme-based or fine dining restaurants coming up in the met metropolises. Oh, metropolises. Thank you. This scene has changed. Uh, so there is a quote here. There is a, there is a latent need for diners at this time who are looking for intimate settings where they don't wish to be disturbed by the sound of children who aren't comfortable being seated for long durations. Uh, this is from uh, someone Vegeta uh, thing, I'm gonna thank say. Thank you. Co-founder of Cobbler and Crew uh Prune. Poon, is that yeah. where it's located, maybe? Cobbler and Crew and mm -hmm. Prune, yeah. maybe. Okay. Um, there's also a need to be among crowds of similar age groups. So there will be restaurants coming up that will want to cater to those kinds of patrons. So the likelihood of completely kid-free restaurants in India are definitely there. Um this person's establishment doesn't allow kids up to a point. And they say, we don't allow kids at the restaurant after 9 p.m. Since this is when the music tends to get loud, which is an annoyance for kids, especially toddlers and young ones. 
when sounds, they're playing on their phones reasonable. all the time, they want to hear what's on YouTube, not what's going on on the PA system. <laughs> and they and they want you to hear what's on YouTube next to them as well. Right, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. So uh, let me just see if I can scroll here. I want to say, so yeah, I don't ahead. know if you've taken kids to restaurants. I've taken my nephews to restaurants, never like high-end fine dining. I think the f- fanciest that they want to go to is the Red Lobster. So I've taken them there. And, you know, when they're with Auntie, the kids are well-behaved. But also, too, so last on, so on last weekend, Emma and I, my friend, childhood friend, Emma, here in the city, we went out uh, to a restaurant downtown, and she said there was this kid running around, and I was completely oblivious because I'm with kids and pets. I, I, I zone out. Like, I don't see them. So she, she just said, you know, this was – there was no age limit on this place. I have been to, you know, decent or nice restaurants where – they have 14 and under not allowed after 5 p.m. Like I and it says on the website so that and I'm I'm in Alberta, Canada. So, you know, they it, it does exist. And I think it's necessary. You know, we were out, you know, we were out after seven on a Friday night having a nice meal and having a long conversation. So, um, you know. I again, I didn't see the kids, but she said there were some there running around, yeah, and I believe yeah. her. I just don't. I zone out when it comes to children, generally speaking. So, um, you know, and and yeah, that 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 is an annoyance. So, I mean, if a parent if a parent comes across us talking about this, so what what is it that goes through like the parental brain at a restaurant? Because it, I, I'm assuming they want to have a conversation with, you know, have a I would time. think so. If there's, they want to, it's they want to do some adulting. Yeah. They want They want to chat with another adult that might be there. Mm-hmm. They, um, is it a matter of saying, well, there are other people here. So my kid is safe in this establishment. Do you feel overly confident that they won't get hurt or that no one will steal them or something? I don't know. But, um, you know, what are, what's the parental thought on like the, the kids kind of, um, being disruptive for lack of a better term, right. whether it's running around, having a loud uh, tablet or whatever it might be. Um, Can I say, but, I have an assumption yeah. that they also zone out too, because they're just tired of dealing with it and they could deal be. with it all the time. It and they're just be. like, you know what? Yeah. I just want to eat and we're paying a lot of money for this meal and the kids are going to be kids and no one's going to say anything because we're in a public place. Yeah. It's like, because the, they're just the, tired. It's like the, 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 like the penguins down in Antarctica, like the, the mothers know that the little chicks, noise over all the other little chicks noises so if they hear that then they kind of key into it but otherwise it's just all white noise to them um oh okay did you yeah. read something no 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 i was oh, just thinking what you I said. said no that's i didn't think of it that way but you know okay so um <laughs> there's a pop-up did you not see it it was the most amazing thing ever oh um, darn it okay. uh so it says managing kids and young parents in indian restaurants for young indian parents who want the best of both worlds uh, this middle path has its benefit too. Um, so Juni, uh, nope, not saying that. A, a, a deadly girl now bringing up a two-year-old in Philadelphia, USA, says that dining in India with a kid present is a mixed bag, even at places like the Taj Palace in Delhi, where asked when asked for a baby chair at the restaurant, they didn't have one. Uh, for an infant and I had to use my scarf to tie my daughter into a chair just so she wouldn't roll down. Okay. Um, on the other hand, uh, the cultural distinctions between the West and India benefits young parents. When we eat out in the U S one of us has to entertain the child, uh, in India, 
at many places when we ate out, the staff member helped us to entertain her so we could have our meal in peace. So, wow. so kind of there is what I was okay. saying. So do parents kind of expect someone else to entertain the child I and wonder. let alone, it's nice that a staff member does that, but they're also a staff member. They need to take care of the other patrons there. Right. Um, but this, yeah. I mean, this is, this is clearly a different culture from what we're mm. used to. So, um, and I've seen staff members culture. doing that too. Like I've seen staff members like playing with the kids at tables and stuff. And that again, it's, it's a nicety when they do it, but it shouldn't be expected. Well, actually, I mean, okay. Again, I, I, I know this from having nephews and taking them out is that they're handed at, if they're 12 and under, they're handed coloring books and crayons at every, basically any kind of yeah. family restaurant. There's always, there's something like they have a kid's menu, but there's, there's something to keep them entertained. Of course, nowadays, every, well, I shouldn't say every kid has a cell phone, but my nephews had cell phones at ridiculously young ages. <laughs> so they're on their phones half the time watching something because every restaurant has to have Wi-Fi here in the West, the West, um, <laughs> you know? So uh, I don't come from a culture where the younger generation takes care of, you know, like generations take care of other generations necessarily, you know? So it's electronics. Yeah. But, but yeah. my point is, is that, you know, generally speaking, family oriented restaurants that do serve children have entertainment for them. McDonald's has the play pit thingy, the playground. Mm -hmm. I don't know what mm -hmm. they call it, but you know, Toyland or whatever. Right. Which so, I mean, there's, I guess that's how we solve that issue is like, there's a space for kids to go run around in. Yeah. And, and um, in the United States, it's a, a tip heavy culture as far as uh, gratuities go. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, you know, paying some extra special attention to the kid might get you a better tip. I get it. Like, I guess I think, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I've never seen a, a, a wait, wait staff look after children before. To me, it just screams lawsuit. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you, not, yeah, don't, don't touch the kid. Don't like pick them up and walk around with them. Yeah, you're looking for <laughs> stranger Wait, danger. where did the child go? Yeah, I just, okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's roll to the next article. Before this so, goes down a dark place. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> this is americamagazine.org. Uh, this is. review. Oh, this, this is promising. Okay. Oh, I mean, the heading alone <laughs> sells it all. Uh, yeah. Motherhood is not a hobby. A Catholic mom responds to comedian Chelsea Handler. So you All right, place your bets, everybody. <laughs> um, so they, so they well, she loved, have a, I love this photo of her. Okay. It's from, it's from 2012. I'm sure she would appreciate them using it too. So yeah. No doubt. <laughs> um, she looks really great. So the comedian Chelsea Handler recently set the internet ablaze with her monologue, The Daily Show, about being childless by choice. We're all pretty familiar with the story at this point. So let's kind of see what this person says about it um can i remind okay. people that this is a comedy piece it is i mean it's okay. there's truth there's a lot of truth to it i think it's all true but her delivery it she's a comedian people yeah. are just so up in arms about it anyway well, and, and 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 there there is some reading between the lines like right they took a quote from here it says she says uh miss handler i have an infinite respect for moms but motherhood is hard so i mean this by that saying that alone it's like yeah she she clearly has made a well thought out decision to not have kids, mm -hmm. um, but that's not acceptable by other people. Miss um, Handler's, and this is in quotes here, Miss Handler's uh, seeming to value what many consider transient pleasure at best and vices at worst over the deeper joys of parenthood clearly touched a cultural nerve. 
Um, I, okay, wording issue. Can you scroll back up again? Yeah, to yeah, that? yeah. It's so condescending. I mean, look, this is someone's opinion. Okay, that's their opinion. But they stated it as fact. Transient pleasures at best. Look, that alone, we should just move on to the next article because my blood pressure is going to go up with that. People, pro, okay, now I'm going to say pronatalism likes to discount anything that 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 benefits an individual. That's how I see it. Or, you or know, you're being selfish. You're, you're joy, just selfish. You're selfish right. for this. Look, yeah. I love living alone. It brings me immense joy to live alone. I do many things for many people. And, you know, I, I don't feel I live a self-serving life. But I also, like, I, I do put my needs first, which sounds like it's self-serving, but it makes me a better person. I need space. I don't do well when I'm constantly bombarded with people. That includes children. I don't consider that a transient pleasure, but pronatalism does. They would look at my life. They would look at the, you know, um, my choice to live by myself in a house that can fit a family, a, a quote-unquote family with children and, you know, um, they would consider that a transient pleasure at best. That is that is diminishing me i mean yeah. i don't like the way the way it's worded it's meant to diminish how i live because i'm not procreating i i take great displeasure in that well no i don't think i mean great, i i feel great displeasure in that the i don't think worded. this is a I don't think this is a middle of the road kind of article. So no, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm, this is my sincere reaction. To yeah, that it's just yeah. Okay, let's continue. Right. So let's see. Um, thus, many of the reactions to Miss Handler's declaration of uh, child hyphen free, child free happiness made one of two points: first, that the joys of motherhood trump those of a child-free life, and second, that Miss Handlers and other childless women will eventually face the sadness of morality without the companionship of children and grandchildren. So it's relying on a lot of people outside of yourself for happiness, people. That's a problem. But okay, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, we got a pop-up. This is why you've got me doing this. Okay. And I'll save you all the pop-up clicking. Um so let's see, uh, a pro-life activist, Abby Johnson, emphasized the first point, tweeting, tweets are always important, um, <laughs> I wouldn't trade my husband and beautiful kids for a life of meaningless hookups with strangers, alcohol, and loneliness. Good luck finding a mom who would, end quote. Um, have you not read the news? <laughs> there are mothers killing their children for exactly that, hookups with strangers, Alcohol and loneliness. By the way, can we shout out a child uh, and the cradle will fall a child free look at true crime, which is on our child for media podcast hosted by child for sister. She will go into that discrediting that whole sentence right there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this article. Okay. You, you picked a good article to fire me up there. All right. We're, we're, if you're watching the video, Lenore's head will explode <laughs> in about two minutes. So, um, <laughs> Let's see. So this common response, this common response to Ms. Handler's child-free preening, preening has been oh. around since the anti-family subtext of some extreme uh, iterations of second wave feminism stoked the backlash. That that's the weirdest sense I've ever had to read. But, <laughs> so, but it says, it, but it says this common response is is that a common? I'm, I'm a oh, common person. That's not is. a common person. I, look, I, I, I'm a female who runs a child-free account. You see that all the time. But to your point, the weirdest sentence that you've ever read, is this <laughs> trying to, is, is this a Christian or a Catholic woman trying to 
make peace with Chelsea Handler because I'm start I'm kind of reading like that she's trying to look at this from both sides, but I don't know if that's where this article is going. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. So let me scroll. This is down a great article. It's just making me all sorts of <sighs> giving me all sorts of feelings. Um, let's see. Meanwhile, what was the second thing that she was trying to say? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. You're right. She did say a second thing. Did they even talk about that? Uh, um, so, cause she uses the word preening. So I'm like this, the, the, the uh, the author of this article is not in favor, but she's trying to defend her at the same time. Yeah, I don't see a, a desire a, for. Okay, I don't see where yeah. it says a second, a second. Okay, thing. Were, maybe, all right. Maybe they do later. Um, it says, meanwhile, the blazes. Sarah Gonzalez articulated the second point. Here we go. Okay. Uh, right. uh, stating this self-serving, hedonistic, narcissistic woman will wonder when she's seventy why she didn't make better choices when nobody wants her and she eventually dies alone. Why, why do people get so fixated on how terrible child-free people's lives will be in the future when no one knows the future, let alone, I mean, retirement sure. homes could be like amazingly awesome, and but you have can, to have money to get into them. So can we do another plug? We had yeah, a child-free panel, 60 plus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guys, go to child-free media, YouTube. Well, actually, you already are on Child Free Media YouTube if you're watching this live stream. We have the last year's panel from Child Free Convention. We have the Child Free 60 Plus. When I see comments like that, I, I go and I type them. I tell people, if you actually want to know what, what a child free life over the age of 60 can possibly be like, go listen to our panelists describe their life. Mm -hmm. It's not going to speak for everybody, but it gives you an idea that, look, you're still alive. There's still, yeah, people just have. I don't know if they're trying to do it to make to convince us that we should have children because oh my gosh we're gonna we're gonna have well, no life when it's that's so not true. But I, I I like how they try to make it sound like seventy is gonna be you're gonna be totally bored at seventy. Like and, people and people generous. at seventy are climbing mountains like yes. they're like literal mountains like but they, years they old tell is... <laughs> they tell us younger people thirty and uh, they say fifty but Chelsea Handler is over fifty so they can't say fifty they have to say mm -hmm. seventy and then yeah. ninety well by then if you've lived and this is okay if you've lived seventy years the way you wanted to and you're still like enjoying life and then maybe six months before you die you're like I wonder what it would like to have kids I still think that's a success. But then you'll be like, ah, oh, but my life was awesome. Exactly. You, <laughs> you know, people, people discredit, you know, that's living in the future. Anyway. All right. Let's continue. Yeah. Oh, I, right. oh, this, wait, they're, they, they, the author of sex in the city, they talk about her too. Uh, I, this right, is, I'll, this one you should read. Please. Dive into it. You should, you okay. Should, but. You go for it, please. Uh, okay. The specter of child. So, what? <laughs> they use there weird we words for this. I'm, I'm trying to find the context of why they're saying this. Okay, sorry. The specter of children unbegotten that many argue will haunt an older mishandler is... <laughs> sorry, like, what the fuck? <laughs> is, presently, is presently visiting... Oh, so this is like the ghost of... of uh, <laughs> the ghost of re child-free regret future. Is present that that's how I need to rephrase that. Okay, so the the ghost of child free choice regret. 
future is presently visiting, I guess it's present, is presently visiting Sex and the City author Candace Bushnell, now 60. She says recent, she recently stated that she started to see an impact of not having children and of being truly alone. I do see that people with children have an anchor in a way that people who have no kids don't. Fair. You know, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, I would to a point, but all right. This concern rightly has broad purchase in today's culture. This is so biblical speaking here. At a moment when a larger percentage of women than ever before are childless in their mid-40s. I mean, look, some people read that and may feel fearful. I look at this as hopeful because as more of us speak out and we're creating platforms for this reason, there's going to be so much evidence and possibilities as to a future living child-free and not in... Yeah a dire way this is why we are doing what we do to inspire that change and to help with that so personally i'm not worried i what? i so and, okay go, go ahead sorry no i'm 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 just <laughs> i got so many thoughts but i need to calm down for well just second. just think just think about the future and well just never mind that think of the present so someone who is 70 and child free did not grow up with the community that the child-free community is currently building right now. Correct. Like, yes. so, you know, whatever, 30, 40 years ago, they didn't have this in their twenties and thirties right. to, you know, help mm -hmm. them and, and give them, uh, you know, a sounding board or a community to, to go to with questions and concerns. Yeah. And, you know, if they do have, uh, you know, regrets about what they're doing or second thoughts, like there might be other people thinking the same thing and talking mm -hmm. it out might alleviate those regrets. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's why I chose yeah. to be child-free. And exactly. so, yeah, uh, us at our seventies is totally different than what these people are expecting. They think mm -hmm. 70 is like frozen. Like that is who you are. You're going to be in right. an old folks home, not right. doing awesome things. Right. And not to say that, uh, whatever, grandparents that are 70 years old, great grandparents, who cares? They can do awesome things. Like the older generation can do awesome things. So mm -hmm. uh, as a, as a Gen Xer myself, uh, we will not go quietly into the night. We will do awesome <laughs> things. So get ready. Seventies, eighties, and nineties. Mm -hmm. We're coming for you. Um, um, I, can, I, I want to uh, make a comment on the anchoring yeah. aspect of things. And I'm going to yeah. quote my dad, which might seem like a weird uh, thing, but my dad and I had this conversation because he's in, in mid sixties and obviously he had two children. Well, not obviously, but obviously he had kids because he's my dad and you know, he married a woman who chose not to have children. And he was talking about how, you know, what has, what ke keeps him um, interested and, and keeping his mind active. And he, he referenced having familiarity and not family in the sense of family, but something from the past that always brings him back to anchor him, something as a memory that he says that helps him have a strong memory going forward. And he never said that it had necessarily, like he does use us kids as an example, but but he's very supportive of my choice not to have kids. He And he has siblings that don't have to have kids, that don't, didn't, want to have kids and chose not to have kids but he made the point of like you you can whether it's friends whether it's work colleagues people that are part of your past from as far back as possible he's like that's good he never feels like it needs to be his kids because my dad actually has a quite an extensive social life he is good friends with people that he was good friends when my mom was alive and they knew his couples like he 
he, my dad's a pretty loyal person. He goes back a long way with people and people like my dad. And he doesn't look at me and my brother as his only source of connection to the past. So when you're talking about anchoring, you know, people only, fo- a lot of people tend to focus only on who they've bred <laughs> or spawned or whatever, right? But it's so much, there's there's so many more options of that. But do people make the effort? I'm just going to throw that question out there. Do people make the effort? You can use anything to anchor your past. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And anyway, it's, that's a whole other podcast episode (laughs) on that. Uh, Let's see. So there's a quote here. It says, for Miss Handler, parenthood is best understood as an all-consuming hobby. Is she wrong? um, Well, (laughs) I mean... a hobby well, is an odd word, but for some people, I think the, it is. Let me go back up to the heading. So because people people get so, bored, like people go, "Oh, I have nothing to do, so I'm going to have kids." So I mean, just the heading, motherhood is not a hobby. Um, this is by Elizabeth Grace Matthew. Uh, Elizabeth, I agree with you. Motherhood is not a hobby. Like uh, we're in complete agreement there. It's it's something that should be taken very seriously. Parenthood in general. But I I, I think I think some people, well. Oh. Never mind. I'll need to find people before I say that <laughs> statement. Uh, okay. Well, but I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's like, it, yeah, it's not a hobby, but I think they're trying to oversimplify her yeah. satire and her joke. This, yes. is, this is satire and a joke. She's, uh, you know, putting a magnifying glass on her child-free lifestyle and embellishing it. So, well, and, and people, people say, some people <laughs> say it's a job. Some people say it's not a job. Some mothers say it's a job. Some mothers don't say it's a job. Like it say it's not a job. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's again, no one can, it, it triggers people in so many different ways. And I think, you know, for those where it's your entire identity, possibly because it's been taught, it's supposed to be our identity. And now that identity is being atta- a quote unquote, like attacked, it's, we're just spewing, we're all just spewing words trying to, to get our point across that it's a, you know, these are the choices that we've made and nobody yeah. wants to be, parents don't want to be attacked for their choice. Childhood people don't want to be attacked for their choice. Can't we all just get along right now? Well, Probably I mean, not. But. She she recognizes parents in the beginning of like that first quote. It's like she, yeah, like whatever it said, like being mom is, is tough. Like, yeah. Like Who's she, our, she gives props. Like the, why, it, but, why, why do you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Chelsea said that. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Then what I was going to say next doesn't matter. Doesn't it's not uh, relevant. So okay. Yeah. Um. So we'll continue real quick so we can get through this article. Um. It says when uh when we parents and in parentheses uh, this person has three children attempt to counter Miss Handler's video by arguing that the joys of parenthood are greater than those of personal freedom, we are unintentionally accepting Miss Handler's framing of parenthood as essentially a high stakes lifestyle choice. But Our why only- are you arguing that the joys of parenthood are greater? Because I'm I'm going to interrupt here because I mm-hmm. I saw this last week and this has to do with Seth Rogen. I actually thought we we're going to be talking about him today. Maybe we'll talk about him next week, um, depending on how much time we have. But okay, he, he's so, he's in the list. <laughs> okay, so those those videos have been circulating within you know around the internet, or on social media, and so um, there I've seen so many arguments where parents are going. You, you can't know that not having kids is greater than having kids because I had, I was child-free once Mm -hmm. and then I chose to have kids. And I've started saying to those people, you weren't child-free. You were just currently without children. That's different from consciously choosing to not have kids is how we define being child-free here Mm -hmm. anyway. So, or at least how I define it. So you weren't anticipating having a life, not having kids. So you thought at some point you were going to have kids. You can't compare the two that way either. So 
she's wanting this woman who wrote the article is wanting to argue that her the joys of parenting for her are greater than personal freedom because she wasn't probably ever seeking personal freedom. So she can't make that assumption either. That's just her personal experience. So right? is she just is she admitting that they lose personal freedom when they become parents? No, she's no, <laughs> she, she's she says she's unintentionally accepting uh, that it's a high stakes lifestyle, but actually it kind of it is. You don't know what you're yeah. getting. You could have the yeah. next Hitler. You could have like the next average person, which I think most people do. <laughs> you know, like as 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 I like to say, like you should hope for at least average. Like you should yeah. hope for average. Like that's <laughs> exactly not not everyone's going to be awesome child free lifestyle advocates, right? Like Cody and me. So <laughs> it's just like seriously, I you know to, when I when I see this, I I wish their children happy child free lives. That's how I love to say it because, you know, the kids are happy. The parents are going, wait, what do we do wrong? They don't want to have kids. That's me just being slightly yeah. vindictive. So they say, they go to say, so rightly understood, children do not exist to bring us happiness or to anchor us. Instead, we exist to cultivate in them the understanding that some things like stewardship of the next generation are more important than happiness and to anchor them in this and other holy beliefs two so, thumbs down no i give um <laughs> yeah I, I, Look, I, I sorry you talk and then i'm well no well i mean it, it, the, the fact that they say like stewardship of the next generation i would think that again being child free should be applauded for uh having uh, an extreme amount of thought for the next generation mm-hmm you know, it's, yep. it's given no credit for the fact that, you know, it is taking out the 2.07 people that would also be in existence uh, in the world in the future. And then that would then be multiplied again. I'm not an antinatalist. I, I don't care if people have kids. I, re I really don't care how many people kids have. It's up to them. It's their choice. But with that thought, people aren't going to stop having kids. So no. the, the, this is the, the humanity will continue into the future. Um, but, but the, the whole thing about stewardship for the next generation. There's so you know, many ways to, to what, what is that quote from that movie, Lucy, where Morgan Freeman says, you know, you can have kids to pass on your ideas or you can create something. So when you're when you die, your thoughts, your, your, your creation still benefits those who come after you. Like there are other ways of, which I think is so true. Like there are so if you feel compelled to do that, not everybody wants to do anything for the next generation. They just want to simply live their life because someone gave birth to them. And so they have no other choice. Yeah. There's that, but you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many other ways to impact the young, the next generations. Um, besides having them anyway. Uh, well, sorry. like the last articles we, we, we had in the beginning about GDPs and declining birth rates and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So maybe it takes child for people like us talking about that and then always pointing out for the fact that like uh, immigration is always an option. Um, it sounds like you have more social issues that are causing people to not desire to have kids. So look at that instead of incentives, you can't just throw money at this problem and be like, oh, well, we'll make childcare, right. you know, free. Great. It doesn't matter if if they there isn't a happy household for that child if the child can't eat. I mean, there's right. so many things to pile on top of that. So the the 
a, a child-free person like myself might say to those who do want to have kids or the, to the governments and businesses that are behind the machine, you, you know, there's a lot of problems to fix. So, you know, again, like, and to also to keep in mind, this is, this is a, from a religious standpoint. Mm -hmm. So, Good point. you know, I, the religious organization read cult that I grew up in was very, it, it wasn't like you have to have so many kids, but they did espouse the importance of having multi-generations. My mm -hmm. dad had a set of grandparents who belonged to this organization. His parents did not belong. It was my dad and then my mom. And then I, I well, we were, I was born into it. My brother was born into it. My brother never officially participated when he was of, you know, age of understanding. He went his own way. I officially left at the age of 25. So there is no generations anymore. Now it's just my dad and I think he has one cousin. But I remember hearing, like, I know people that can't leave because they are generations deep. And that's the point. They want to be anchored into this belief system, this, this, they say it's a lifestyle choice. It's a total cult. Um, like, it has no name. Uh, but, but I mean, like, to me, I see all religions, like, the more you're deeper, your family is entrenched in this, of course, you want to have kids. I mean, I, I can, like, that, that's, that's what they want. And to sacrifice happiness and look happiness is fleeting we're happy one minute ha not happy the next like it's it's I, I like the word contentment or at least you feel like you can express yourself you know whether that's happiness mm -hmm. or whatever but it's that cycle of humanity is just going to keep on that wheel of never really feeling content or satisfied or like they can be themselves because they just have to keep going with the next generations and some want to genuinely fine but for those that don't want to and have chosen not to i think we're on to something because yeah why why are people afraid why are people afraid to be happy like truly happy and not happy because they have a house or a or or this or that or a career or whatever just just happy for the sake of being happy well, Why on the internet, there, there are studies and competitions of who is more happy, child-free people or parents. Right. <laughs> like, and and, and that, that's, that's just that's just such a surfacey thing. It is. I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's another, well, that's my, another episode. So what is, what is, we'll, we'll close up this article. We'll read the last paragraph, which usually sums things up. So I'm getting says, really hot under this wig. <laughs> it says, moreover, um, a Catholic understanding of parental vocation. Uh, they, I mean- I feel like the the words like they were <laughs> like they they were going they were going for like a higher reading level than is necessary for the article but yeah um, so moreover a Catholic okay. understanding of parental vocation that is predicated on purposeful stewardship uh, in quotes <laughs> rather than on happiness or on the avoidance of loneliness and princey also makes room for the experiences of non parents who live purposeful lives all those words confused what I was. I, Okay. Anyway, so the last sentence, the vast majority of people without children, after all, would find it both financially impossible and personally undesirable to live the lives of unrestrained nihilism. Okay. This has, what I'm going to say next has nothing to do with, well, it has, it has nothing to do with the subject of this article. It's about how, how this article was written because I, I was, I was scripting out another pod, podcast episode that I'm working on and the word dichotomy came to me, to mind. And I thought that's such a freaking pretentious word. I'm not going to use it because not all of our audiences, like English is not everyone's first language. And 
I, I love big words. I, I get a kick out of them. I like when they're used and I don't mind using them. But generally speaking in content, I like to keep it, I'm going to say simple, basic, easy to read. You know, yeah. I, I'm not trying to prove my intelligence here. I want everyone to connect with what I'm saying. So I chose not to use that word. And then I Googled them like, I Googled like the term pretentious words because I wanted to see what people were saying on the internet about when they come across content that that uses all of these words that are fantastic but you're not really thinking it's kind of like to make yourself look good as opposed to the audience and this is how i feel about this like the the, the whole last paragraph that i just read like (laughs) i I feel like there were some good points in it yeah and some talking points that we could either be for or against but again it was so wordy I've right. already lost what it basically said. So right. um, not knocking the author. I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, because honestly, well, I don't <clears throat> quite know her stance towards Chelsea Handler. Like I sometimes I get the impression that she's trying to say, look, she made a choice. I don't agree with it, but it's not terrible. There's these yeah. these ex, these extreme comments of hatred towards her. But I can't tell from this because she's not. It's not clear based on the words that she's using to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's we're at the hour mark, but there's what, one more story. I'm going to squeeze okay. this one in. So we'll see how far we get in it because it's, um, I'm going to give you, even, no, even though really this is it's out of control, what kind of, what kind of articles we get, but you're picking really good articles. Cause thank you. Yeah. Um, so this one is at your tango.com and it's woman calls out child free by choice, child free with a hyphen community for hating on kids and moms. Well, yeah, but she's referencing Reddit child, child free Reddit, which is already the problem. Which yeah, we get it. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, Reddit. That's Reddit right. Admin. Nia, Nia Tipton wrote this, um, but I just found it was very interesting because um, in the child free convention, we have a topic on what is aggressively child free. And I, when I read this heading, I'm like, Oh, that sounds somewhere along the lines of what we're possibly going to talk about. I don't know. Again, I didn't really read this article, but the heading is what caught my attention. Um, So it says uh, when it comes to people who are parents and have children versus those who choose not to, there are often clear social divides between the two. Anyone who is child-free with a hyphen, either by choice or not, knows the pain of constantly having to explain why you don't have kids, but in an effort to defend their situation, some members of the child-free community may inadvertently offend, inadvertently be inadvertently offending parents and kids. Are kids reading these articles? Um, To some extent, okay. To some extent, many child-free adults don't always have the same sympathetic nature towards children that parents have and in some cases, parents can also display that same behavior with their own kids. So there was a TikTok video, a woman called out the child-free adults who shame parents and their children by acting in an uncaring manner towards them. Uh, let's see. The woman in, uh, in the video, a woman named Liberty, uh, advocated for children and parents writing that hating kids is, isn't edgy, in quotes. Um, in an overlay text, she calls out people who often say phrases about kids such as, uh, in quotes, children shouldn't be allowed on planes in public, or they, quote unquote, the I hate children um, statements. Uh, Let's see. So it says, hating on kids isn't edgy, cool, or radical, Liberty wrote. Imagine openly showing contempt for the most universally victimized and vulnerable group, and often their mothers too. 
Um, in another video, Gabriella called out the way people often speak about children and mothers, especially on social media and in her quotes, if you hate kids, say less. Uh, I've been child-free for most of my adult life. Wait, most of it. Oh, I guess she, oh, never mind. She, she's child-free, got it. Uh, but uh, some of the stuff you guys are saying about children and parents, let's be honest, it's about moms. You guys aren't safe. Okay. Um, let's see. Gabrielle noted that she is a mother uh, to her two-year-old son. Wait, Gabriella, which one is that? Is that the second one or the first one? Oh. Uh. Oh wait, wait. So that yeah, that's what confused me. So in another video, so Gabrielle calls people. So she must be a new people, mother. But she, but again, okay. But she well, says, he, 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 "Oh, this goes to your point. What you said earlier." I've been child free for most of my adult life, but now That's she has not a the same. You, 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 son. unless you were choosing to, if you consciously chose not to have kids and then changed your mind. Okay. If you were currently without kids, knew, knowing you were probably gonna have kids later, I'm sorry to me that you're not child free, but she does use the hyphen. So, you okay, gatekeeper. Get yeah, this, this is this is me gatekeeping a little bit. I mean, um, for the sake, of, this is confusing people. It is, it is, it is, and it, that's why. Anyway, um, so Gabriella noted <laughs> that she's a mother of mother to her two year old son, and criticized child free adults who use the excuse that parents quote choose to have children and now you must suffer in all things perpetuity. Um, when I hear these things, I really don't. It, it really doesn't surprise me that women go through so much postpartum anxiety and depression. And there are a lot of parents that leave the workforce because they don't feel supported. She added that many parents, especially mothers, don't experience such empathy from other people and are often left without a support system by child-free people in their lives. So I believe it. Well, it, 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 they're making it sound like the child-free community and the individual, it makes it sound like there's a lot of them in these people's lives. Like it's the child-free people's fault that, there's postpartum anxiety and depression mm. and people leave the workforce. Uh, I well, mean, I, again, I mean, this is like you said, okay. You, you always make the point how stats can, you can make stats say whatever yeah, you want. Sure. Just like these articles, it's making it seem like it, it's demonizing the child-free community. Yeah, I agree. There is a lot of angry content in child-free spaces. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, Again, this is like no one's investigating as to why there's a lot of anger or they just brush it off. Mm. And this is where, to me, it's like this uphill climb that we're constantly that, that we're on of of putting out the choice awareness, but also looking at what's being said, because there's that last article from a religious standpoint where mm. it's it's saying all people who choose not to have children are choosing a lesser life people are angry about that. So then they're going to lash out. They're going to say what they're going to say. And some people generally hate kids and some kids. And, you know, I mean, there's people, I mean, not we live kids, in some, people, people, some people hate the adults too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, like there's everyone's like, we don't live in a time where people bottle up or bottle up what like they say, what they're going to say. Yeah. So it, it, to me, I look at all of this, all the different conversations happening and everyone's yelling and angry and mad at each other. I'm like, this is such a freaking mess. And it really is because this is going to continue for a while. And, you know, I look at what we're doing with child free media and convention and all these and international child free day and all these things. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're like this little tiny <laughs> 
engine going, all right, we're going through this mess of like of mm. everyone's angry at everybody else and accusing everybody of, of hatred and, and, and miscommunication. And all these things I feel right now need to be said just to get it out. And one day we're going to be like, all right, everybody, let's yeah. talk about it. And we can talk about it. We're not yeah. there yet. We're going to have to wade through all these articles because, you know, people are just tired of being picked on if they have kids. They're tired of being picked on if they don't have kids. No one's winning right now. Yeah, that's how yeah. I see it. Well, and and um, let's not act like it's not like other parents doing similar things to other parents. Like uh, exactly, there's a lot of judgment within the motherhood community. Absolutely, I don't have to be a mother to know that. Yeah, you we, know? we hear about it. Like that's we the do. thing. Like we we have ears and we have eyes and we read articles. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not just. The, like the postpartum, they're acting like it's coming from the child. It yeah, like that, it's like the child for people are causing that, and it's not. It's it's a lack no. of support in their um, social structure, in their Let's community, just blame in their village. Pronatalism. pronatalism is the cause of all of this crap. Is it well? It causes a lot of pressure. Don't like, yeah, just in absolutely. general. Just in general, I call. I mean, even for even for parents and for new mothers, pronatalism tells you that that is the happiest point of your life that you should ever have. And if you don't feel that way, there's something wrong with you. Yes. That's, that, that's wrong. It, people shouldn't be taught that or be told that, uh, if you, it, it's okay to not feel okay. And, mm -hmm. but pronatalism doesn't prescribe to that ethos. It's that, right. it, that, that brings the house of cards down. Like, so yeah. anyway, that's my little tirade, but um, no, let's just wrap up this quick article. You it need says, to tirade because I tirade a lot in this show <laughs> as we get going. Um, it says these constant back and forth disagreements between people who are child free and people with children don't solve any actual issues and it only cause a further social divide. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, that's all this hash it out. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so the last paragraph is there is no value added if someone chooses to have children or not. But what does matter is <clears throat> does matter is carrying empathy, compassion, and sympathy for people who need it, no matter which side of the line they happen to fall under, which is kind of what I just said, except pronatalism doesn't want this to happen. Correct. Correct. And, and if I'm wrong right. in that, if someone if someone's a pronatalist expert and that doesn't sound accurate, what I just said, please correct me in the comments. Send us an email. Yeah. I'm happy to hear I, it and talk with you. I about am it. really curious about that there is no value added if someone chooses to have kids or not that's actually a really good point i never thought about mm -hmm. it like that it's like okay now this is my personal belief so if someone believes in heaven and hell like this is not a personal attack against you if you're listening to this someone once told me and this really calmed my mind down after i was leaving the cult they said you know it's not to them, there was no heaven and hell. It was the people. It was all in your mind. And when you die, it's the people that are doing your funeral that either put you in heaven or hell, whatever. And I was like, oh. So, I mean, you know, it's it's what people assign. So pronatalism assigns a good label to having kids, regardless of the circumstances those kids are 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 conceived in or born into. Mm -hmm. um, pronatalism assigns bad to the choice not to have children. If that did not exist and we just did what we did and there was no someone assigning good and bad, would it exist? Like mm -hmm. there is no, I, I like that. That need, can you put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> probably, probably. Um, but, but I, I mean, think about it. It's, it's, a it's, it's really, 
that's actually a peaceful statement. Now, I mean, the reality of it is, is it's not it's not expressed that way because we are battling battling pronatalism all the time. Um, but that is a really good thought. I really do like that thought. So points for that article, just for that line, not yeah. for a lot of it, but for that line. So that'll wrap up uh, Twick this week in Child Free. Lenora, how can people find us? So you can go to our website, childfreemedia.com. From there, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which has all of the latest podcast episodes from Child Free Media. And we have a variety of shows. I think we're at over 42 episodes now. We have weekly uh, episodes coming out for a variety of things. We also have we also feature other content creators on uh, and their podcasts in that newsletter. Any live events happening in the Child Free community um, any book releases, anything of interest, anything of notable interest that people submit. Uh, you, you, so you can submit something or you can just, you know, si sign up and read for free the weekly newsletter. You can also find us on social media, obviously on YouTube. Um, we're on LinkedIn because some people are probably watching there. Uh, we're on Twitter at Child for Media. We're on Facebook at Child for Media. We're on Instagram. Guess what? At Child for Media. We're even on TikTok. So, uh, just Google Child for Media and you'll find us everywhere. Yeah. So and any any time content podcast, creators, yes. if, if we're not already promoting you, let us know when you release new blogs, podcasts, web series, episodes, whatever it is. Whenever you drop something, let us know. We want to promote it. It's what we do. And shout out to Sapphire's phone. I'm not sure who that is, but thank you for watching in the audience. <laughs> we appreciate you. And, and the shout out there. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, we'll see you on the next Twick. Catch yeah. you later. Have a good Bye. one. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.